Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. And now, here she is, Dr. Susan Black. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, artists and exhibitionists, voyeurs and connoisseurs, all you children of sex, and we are all children of sex, with a capital X. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear an A women? I'm here with you, my darling listener or viewer. Uh, whether you're tuning in in your cardboard box or your mansion on a hill, uh, we are broadcasting live from the new Bonoboville. Uh, this is Dr. Susan Block TV, Radio Susie One, all rolled into one, and we're in our new space. It's still so new. We feel like virgins, even though we have been broadcasting for a few weeks, but it's like uh, this tiny little space, although we do have a stripper pole. Every radio studio should. And uh, we are broadcasting uh, live on the World Wide Web, World Wide Revolution, World Wide Sexual Revelation. Mm. And tonight is, uh, is going to be a revelation. It's going to be just a stuffed show. I know, we are in the holidays, and so stuffing, mm, that makes your mouth water, right? And uh, I am talking about the person stuffing, though, mm, that is uh, even more mouth-watering, right? And I, I have uh, several exciting guests on tonight, uh, porn stars, in the fields of literature and art, as well as erotica. And, uh, and also, interestingly, people that are balancing porn and marriage. Sounds like a song, right? Porn and marriage. <laughs> right, and singing back up is my first guest. Hi, Howie. 
Welcome to my new studio. Thank you for coming. Um, and yes, hindsight is what's going to get me coming tonight. I mean, I'm on the edge. I've, I, I've read this whole big, beautiful book. This is Howie Gordon's new memoir about his life as Howie Gordon and porn star, golden age porn star, Richard Pacheco, as well as a bunch of other names. Yeah. Like Dewey Alexander. McKinley Howard. Marcus Howard. Mac Howard. Mark Howard. Wow. Those don't sound like porn names at all. Well, I was trying to save my SAG career for a while until Richard Pacheco hit big time. And that name uh, stuck as it began to accrue some box office. Absolutely. And this is just a uh, beautifully written book. Thank I mean, you. I just got it Thursday night and I'm already done. And it's like, just you just keep wanting to read it. It's subtitle is True Love and Mischief in the Golden Age of Porn. And that's what it is. I would also subtitle it Porn and Marriage. Yes. You know? Yes. It really does. It's like a primer for porn stars who want to be married or married people who want to do porn or something. But it is your life. It certainly is. It certainly is with pictures and, uh, and amazing pictures and an amazing life. A pretty unique life, I think. I do, too, in retrospect, in hindsight, you might say that. And I needed to write this book. I actually wrote this book in 1982 as a get-rich-quick scheme. And here I am cashing in on it in the year 2013. Getting rich slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Well, you've been writing memoirs for even longer than that. Right? I started keeping diaries in 1965. I was a student at Medill School of Journalism yeah. in Northwestern, and the, the teacher wrote on the blackboard, a writer writes. Try to have an interesting enough life that somebody will want to read about it. And that's what started me, keeping journals. And the memoir is a very popular genre right now. People want to read about people. It's like a people-oriented society. Now. Well, no matter what occupation you're in, no matter what you did, if you're genuinely involved in your own life, it's interesting. We, we are the same, basically, doing different things and living in different places. And uh, someone whose real energy gets put into words is very interesting and worth reading. Yeah. Now, uh, you, of course, were a porn star in the golden age of porn, which is about... The 70s to the early 80s? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. It's, it's the transition from film to video. Um, mm -hmm. When video took over about 1984, 1985, that's pretty much the end of what they're calling the golden age. It was an era in which the idea was that X-rated movies could compete with Hollywood by making regular movies that had full-blooded sex in them. So there was a tendency to have uh, stories, yeah. better performances, quality sexual performances, and budgets went higher and higher and higher for a time. Uh, it kind of ended when two things happened. One was the transition to video technology, which radically lowered the cost of productions. 
and concomitantly, that occurred at the same time that AIDS became the epidemic that crossed over from the gay community into the heterosexual community. And people of common sense were zipping it all up and running for cover for a while. Oh, now don't be saying Nina Hartley didn't have common sense. I would, and, and did. And we had <laughs> massive arguments with each other back in 1984 and 1985 when I looked at the evidence with my new babies and my wife and decided that I didn't want to risk my life. Uh, there wasn't anything known about the disease at all in 1984 about how it was being communicated. And Nina, who had been trained as a nurse, decided that looking at the same evidence, then she didn't think it was a real threat. And she put my conservative position down to having babies and being married and saying it's right for you to do that, but I don't think I'm in any danger at all. And she continued on. And in retrospect, she was right. It was harder to get AIDS than we thought. And mm -hmm. it was a year from 1984 to 1985 before we knew anything at all about how the disease was being communicated. In 1985, we started hearing the term safe sex. And safe sex was defined by the AIDS Foundation people that if you use a latex condom, not an animal-based skin condom, if you use a latex condom and did no exchange of bodily fluids, then you could pretty much have sex with anybody with immunity. You would not be spreading the disease or in danger of contracting the disease. Spoken like a true uh, AIDS health worker. I tried my best. I know you were for a little while. Until but before me. we get into that okay. stage of your life, All right. let's talk about the juicy part Ooh. before you even knew Ooh. about AIDS. Ooh. Okay? Ooh. That's why it was the golden Ooh. age Amen. Of, of Howie. The sexual revolution. Yeah. Sign me up, motherfucker. I want to do that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, after all, you kind of came of age in the other revolution, in, in like the, the Kennedy revolution, and that was a little bit uh, assassinated. So yes. sexual <laughs> revolution it? was next, and, uh, and I just want to, can I, can I take this webcam and just show like how we, um, well, maybe I can show it here. Here he is. Oh, there we go. This is Howie. Motherfucker, he was good looking. Uh, in Playgirl, right? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Very good Ooh. looking, you know, with Ooh. those abs and everything. Falling in love mm. again, never wanted and to. And, of course, this is in Playgirl. You were a centerfold. Max was also a centerfold, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's going to come in and talk about that. All right. Okay. Max was a centerfold, at probably around a s the same time. When uh, did you uh, centerfold? Six, six, 1978. Yeah, 19. I was a centerfold uh, several years before that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, about six months, six months before uh, Playgirl started the centerfolds. I was the centerfold in uh, the L.A. Star. And I was out in the woods, naked, on a stone wall. Ooh. But... With everything showing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and then after that, Playgirl, about six, seven months later, started their centerfolds. Well, shake my hand, sir. There you go. I bow to the master. <laughs> yeah, I've got two hot male centerfolds here. Wow. And now we take Metamucil. And it would, it would be like <laughs> freezing cold. So nobody Cialis. <laughs> right. 
Little Cialis here. Little Cialis <laughs> does wonders. <clears throat> mm. So, yeah, two uh, two centerfold guys, and uh, and let's see. Oh, speaking of Cialis, you didn't have that back then. No, no trial by ordeal. Right, you really had to, you know, have that mind over matter. How odd for those of us that labored in the fields of porn that we would be punished as actors for performing in sex films as if it were easy. Because I'll tell you something, it was the true test of are you there or are you not there. There was no faking erections. And as an actor, you either had to get there or you didn't get there. And getting there was an extraordinary uh, thing to do in front of 50, 60 people and all the pressure that you're feeling. Um, Absolutely. With film running. Yes. Not even yes. just video, but film. But there are, and I'm sure you understand this better than I even, that there are such things as exhibitionists. People get hot by performing in front of other people. Uh, that's something I yeah. discovered at the wrong time <laughs> in the wrong place that I wasn't. You're uh, not really an exhibitionist. No, I got hives. I had big purple splotches. You just splotches. wanted to, to fuck a lot of women. Is well, that that's it? true. That's or, true. And get paid, I guess. I think the impetus for me in joining the sex industry was a, a large case of overcompensating for one being the fat kid for about 17 years of my life. Oh, yeah. I got to show a picture of Howie the fat kid. Yeah, I had the largest breasts that. in the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And I was just humiliated and embarrassed. And the idea of becoming a sex star one day was like just a dream over the rainbow with Judy Garland singing. Oh, my God in heaven. And it happened. I, when I uh, got to be a senior in high school, I lost 50 pounds. Uh, I need somebody to switch. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. This is when you were a husky. Yeah, well, that's a very polite way of saying fat. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's not doesn't look like a porn star. No. Although nowadays there's genres for everything. That's true. There are. But that's in true. those days, you know, you had to be kind of good looking yeah. in, a, in a standard way. Yeah, and you and had you to have a, a giant dick too, which I also didn't have. Well... But you got all trimmed down, and you had a, a, a very nice dick. It was it. it I got it along was, well with it. Yeah, average size on the large side. It of that. fit my body, and that was part two of what I was doing. I was trying to compensate. Let's look at this dick. Whoa, hello, Dick. How are you? Here's the dick. <laughs> mm, yeah, looking good. We've been this friends is for Playgirl too, right? For, I was the first hard on in Playgirl ever. Wow. Uh, they told me they were going to give me ten cents a picture for every poster they sold of those. They naturally gave me nothing. And after being the first hard-on in Playgirl, um, the next month the, their advertisers said, if you publish another picture of a boner in Playgirl, we're going to drop all of our advertising. So I was the last hard-on in Playgirl as well. Wow. Yeah. That's quite some kind of claim something. to fame. Yeah, yes, something. Yes, something. You have a lot of things like that in this book. I do. This, I do. This uh, sort of you're, you're in a certain place at a certain time that – is just you. I was on the wrong side of sexism, too. I remember thinking when I was the Playgirl Man of the Year, um, the Playmate of the Year for Playboy magazine got a Corvette, a movie contract, several hundred thousand dollars, and assorted other goodies. I got a plane ticket to L.A. and a cup of coffee for being the Playgirl Man oh, of the Year. Oh, well, you know, there's... Some for the goose and some for the gander. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah. the movies that were made at that time were, well, I guess they still are, pretty male-dominant. Well, know, that's the men another... Are, are yeah. mostly dominating the women. That was another problem that I had. 
Yeah. Yeah, you were the sensitive guy. Well, my idea, I was always so guilty about having sex as a young man that the idea of sexual fulfillment to me was I get mine and you get yours. That was common sense and good politics um, and served me well in my personal relationships. When I entered the X-rated world, I found out women's needs didn't matter at all to anybody. It was the he-man fantasy that ruled, and it was bend over bitch. Uh, let me use you any way I want to use you. And I didn't find that particularly arousing. Um, I felt alone. Mm -hmm. I like going on the ride together. It got me hot to feel the woman getting hot. It didn't make me particularly aroused to be alone in pursuing my own arousal without her. Yeah, well, there were some wonderful things about the golden age of porn, which include, you know, just these major motion pictures with sex in them. But I think nowadays it's nice that there's so many different genres. And, you know, I mean, there will always be a need for porn for these kind of frustrated guys who are kind of looking to vent their frustrations on the, the female in the porn. And, and you know, that's what they're looking for. And it's better that they watch the porn than that, that, that they go vent their frustrations elsewhere. Well, I don't begrudge the need to represent male anger in sexuality yeah. at all. Yeah. What I begrudged was the absolute lack of balance. Well, right. Because that was put out as the sum total of the human sexual experience, and we, know, we both know that's fraud. Uh, what I wanted to see was the other side represented, and we, as an industry, seem to keep shooting ourselves in the foot by the idea of not representing genuine female points of view. And yet, we would advertise that we were. We would hire women to be shills, if you will, and say, this is porn from the woman's point of view. Mm. And there were... There were movies advertised like that, and they weren't at all. They were just women hired to act like they had written these scripts, and they, this, the scripts and stuff were written by men and directed by men. And they made money off that idea, but they never delivered. It wasn't until Candida Royale came along that we had a genuine woman who was writing the scripts and directing the movies. Mm -hmm. Well, she was definitely a pioneer. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and... Women are just, you know, one, one psychologist uh, says that women are very adaptable. I mean, there's a, uh, ooh, there's my phone. Come in. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Ooh. And, we, yes, I'm adapting to the situation of my phone ringing. Hello, Mata. Right on my show. Maybe Hello, Fada. a call for us. Here I am at. Now, speaking of Mata and Fada, you told your parents. Everybody I did supported you you're very lucky i was lucky you know, i was a lot of very porn lucky. stars don't get that kind of i support. understand there's suicides and sad stories involved with when people discover uh, families discover that their children or their sons and daughters had been involved in that world and in my world it was more of a hiccup it was like are you yeah, kidding everybody are you accepted uh, that okay that's if that's what nice. you want to do yeah yeah you must be out of your mind does your wife know you do that yeah, my wife knows your I do that. Your wife was even your manager for a while. That's right, because I was picking the wrong kind of women, and she went, you got to stop being such an idiot. Don't, don't be working with women that need to fall in love with you, because that won't help our marriage at all. No, no. So porn's kind of perfect for that, in a way. In a way. Now, I met you, actually, the way I met you was first very nice. You wrote a very nice review of my book. Actually. I enjoyed it. Whoop, where'd your microphone go now uh, that you're okay. talking? Oh. Hello, hello. 
We lost the microphone here. Hello, Ma. I'm back yeah, again. I'm back there again. Yeah. yeah, so you wrote a very nice review of the Ten Commandments of Pleasure. Yeah, you made common sense, which it sorely needed in the world of sexual analysis. And I much appreciated that. And I really liked uh, your first line. Actually, it was your first two lines. Do you remember? No. <laughs> you said, um, this is a fucking good book. <laughs> and then you said, it's also a good fucking book. Oh, good for me. Yeah. yeah, I thought, yeah, he gets it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, I've told you before, I enjoy your intellectual cleavage. Aw, thank you. It presses ideas together. Yes, it does. And then they blossom, mm, sometimes overflow. So, yeah, so I, I met you that way, and, and it was called Sermon on the Mound, which I thought was also clever. And I, I didn't even know you were a former porn star. I just thought you were a good writer. I Honestly, am. I met you that way. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I find it, oh, Richard Pacheco. Mm. And I, I must admit, being a typical woman of that time, I went to d see Deep Throat, but I kind of had my eyes closed half the time. And I didn't watch a lot of porn then. I didn't start really watching porn until I started doing this show. And so I, but then I started seeing your movies and I went, okay, uh, that's cool. Well, I think, to be honest, there was not a lot being made at that point in time to attract a woman of any yeah. intelligence higher than a plum to watch the movies. It just didn't serve basically your needs, unless yeah. you like being dominated by men, in which case you were in heaven. Well, I, I remember yeah. very clearly in my own life, John Leslie was one of the great actors of the age, and John Leslie was one of the supreme male dominants. Uh, this was an Italian man with green eyes. Right. Women fell at his feet. And we were cast together in any number of movies. And I personally thought John was kind of like a Neanderthal with mm. that kind of he-man approach to sexuality. And I thought the future belonged to me. I was trained by women's liberation. I lived in Berkeley. I believed in the egalitarian of the sexes. And I was the future. And I thought that any woman still wants a guy like that is like backward. And then John and I started hanging out together a bit because we were cast together in movies. And I saw the number of women that just fell at his feet that wanted that. And I had, well, okay. It's a bigger world than I thought. Well, you know, honestly, there's a lot of men that want that too. It's yes. just, it's just more, the society looks down more on men who openly want that. But it's I usually think, the I most powerful men that want that. All kinds of men want that. The most powerful men can pay for it. Yeah, That's and do. That's why they get it. And do, yeah. But I think a lot of people, you know, keep in mind, sex, orgasm is surrender. You know, but it's scary to surrender, and you know uh, most people are afraid. But if you're a porn star, there you're, you know, and you want to be kind of moved around, I guess. But uh, but uh, you have a lot of women that loved you too, as you attest to in this book with many, many uh, personal notes. Well, I was just thrilled uh, as a performer to have a chance to make love with some extraordinary women. Well, Powerful, you strong, beautiful women. You do. You ha you, and, and they recognize your you know, sensitive touch. And we're going to play a clip, actually, from one of your movies. By the way, I should say that one of my contact lenses just actually fell out and broke. It's right here. So that's why. It's not why I look cross-eyed, because I look cross-eyed anyway. But it's why I can't uh, see too well. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I, we're going to show a piece from The Dancers. I, I have the, the billing thing here.
But, um, but the piece is more important than that, and I'll find that later. This is uh, a movie that you lent me, so that's why we're showing a piece from it. But it's a wonderful little scene with you and Georgina Spelman. Who I just had lunch with today. Really? It was wonderful. I went and kissed the ring. Georgina Spelvin is the queen. Yes. You know, I met her at uh, the opening of Deep Throat, the Deep Throat Sex Scandals. Dave Bertolino, by the way, the writer and director of that, is here. And, uh, and Georgina Spelvin is in this, and here is Howie as a dancer, a male uh, Chippendales-type dancer. That's quite a he-man there. There we go. Shake that ass. <laughs> and this is quite a crowd. Oh, look at that body. I wish, I wish, I wish. Mm. Throwing, Throwing flowers. Throwing rose petals oh. to the girls. Oh. oh, I'm in love. The dancers. Huh. And who are these women? These women were a combination of, uh, I'd given a talk at uh, one of my wife's colleagues' uh, human sexuality classes, and um, these were women in, from that class. That Whoop, here's Georgina. Are. Catherine. Catherine. Hi. Okay. Hi. Mwah. Catherine. I haven't eaten all morning, and I'm starved. Do you want to go get something to eat with me? Sure. Here. Time for milk. Yeah, yeah. Any time is the right time for milk. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. nice. Thank you. Lots of problems getting hard-ons when I was acting in the movies. That no day, problem eating pussy, though. That day I worked with her, I couldn't get rid of my boner. I could have hung a tennis racket from it. Mm. Look at that. And they had hair back then. Yeah. Mm. There's that boner. Don't cover the boner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. We have Hello. entry. Houston, we have liftoff. Mm, beautiful. Are alive with the sound of music. Mm. It is so beautiful. And she is an older woman. And she was Guinevere. She was wearing a cross. is clapping. These were just excerpts. Actually, it builds much, much more nicely. Uh, I mean, it, it really does build. And uh, there's a lot of different scenes of different uh, Chippendales-type dancers. Uh, who are the other actors that are in that? Randy movie? West and Joey Silvera and John Leslie. 
Yeah, and you are, of course, the sensitive one. I'm the sensitive one. You are, but you leave her in just as asholic a way as yes, the others leave I'm their a, women. I'm a fucking male prick. That's, <laughs> you know, that's what we were forced to be in those days. But the, yeah. the one nice part of that scene that I, I should mention is that I was, I was an actor, and she was a small-town woman, and, and I was teaching her how to act in our scene. I'm teaching Georgina Spelman how to act. That, that was funny. That is a great moment. And, I mean, can people get this, uh, this video somewhere? I imagine the classics are still selling. All right. Probably for free Don't on the internet. Don't want to miss this. The yeah. dancers. Yeah. And, yes, there's a great moment when you teach Georgina how to act Shakespeare. Using the words of Sam Cooke's Cupid. Right. Right. Cupid, draw back your bow yes. and let your yeah. arrow go straight to my lover's heart. Oh, this one is another one. We're For me, yeah. no one but me. Mm -hmm. This is Candida Royale. This is Candida Royale. With Nina Hartley. Uh, piece with Nina Hartley. Sensual escape when you're a little bit older. Yes, this is the end of the road for me. <laughs> Nina Hartley calls. I one, one day the phone rings, and I'm uh, at the height of my career, and I hear this little girl say, Hi, my name's Nina Hartley. You don't know me, but we're scheduled to do an anal intercourse scene in two days, and I was wondering if you would get together and rehearse this with me. And I'm covering up the phone and saying to my wife, Dear, there's a young starlet on the phone that wants me to fuck her in the ass. Do you mind? <laughs> and in those days, believe it or not, my wife didn't. Not so much. Not so much. So I said, okay, uh, and I hang up the phone, and I'm thinking after I hang up, this rehearsal is going to be 100 times better than the movie. The yeah. movie was like written by a chimpanzee. It was Little Anal hey, Annie. Don't put down chimpanzees. Well, We're dumb, bonobo th people. This here. wasn't a bonobo. This was a dumb chimpanzee. This was really a, a Maybe suffering. Maybe a rhesus monkey. There you go. So I prevailed upon the producer to shoot the rehearsal because the rehearsal was going to be better than the movie. And he didn't want to do it. What am I going to do with this? But he humored the talent. And he okay. ended up shooting the rehearsal. And we have this wonderful primer. Mm -hmm. about how to do anal intercourse, <clears throat> which uh, in the treatment for vaginismus, painful intercourse, one of the treatments prescribed was like the, the gradual insinuation of larger size cylinders. You began yes. with a pencil size and then two Work fingers and to the size of a penis. And by the time you get to the penis, then you substitute the real penis. So we did that with her anus, and it was a wonderful teaching device. Um, and you can do that with Uranus, too. Yes, you We're can. not just talking about the planet. That's right. And what was unfortunately problematic is when we finished this rehearsal, uh, rehearsal of anal intercourse, uh, about a week later is when AIDS story broke. What uh, timing? And they said, but the surest way to communicate the disease is through anal intercourse. Mm -hmm. So we ended up putting that on the shelf. And you didn't know about condoms then? No, not for a year after. Did By the way, Want a condom? Condomania. They've got them in I want, all different flavors. I want this red one. I'm taking a red one home with me. I'm you can give put some it. to your friends. All right. It's a deal. I'll take yeah. a, a whole bunch. Yeah, take a bunch. They're good things. You know, you can blow them up into balloons, too, for balloon, balloon, birthdays. Balloon. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you, um, you, you quit porn, and that was when I actually met you was after you quit, of yeah. course, and after that article. And that was at the Pornocopia, which you write about here. 1998, I think it was. Yeah, it was 98. Yeah. And, uh, and Annie Sprinkle had invited me to do a presentation, and I gave the Pornographer of the Year Award to Ken Starr. 
So it was definitely <laughs> 1998 because yeah. it was the, yeah. the the year of the Clinton Follies. Yeah. And I had a Ken Starr lookalike who was actually my radio producer. I remember that. Who was there? You remember yeah, that? I do. And people thought he was really Ken Starr. Yeah. yeah. He really looked like him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway. Um, you uh, you came on my show. I did. You were uh, you were there with Betty Dodson, Doctor yes. Betty Dodson. Yes. Who? It's funny you you say in in your book that when you met her, she jumped into your lap. Yes. When I met Betty, I jumped into her lap. <laughs> That's the lap. I yeah. yeah. I uh, I met her at Cat Sunlove's uh-huh. birthday party. Uh-huh. Right. And so when I saw her on my show, that was my second time seeing her and then you were there and you had this pair of your underwear that or or somebody did maybe it was her that had it but there was this whole story about your underwear that then shows up here and that wound up being left at my show oh and um you know we kept it for a while sold it on ebay no (laughs) i don't know where it went when i met betty it was a party at the uh, hotel after we all performed the opening ceremonies. And Betty walked up to me, sat down on my lap, and proceeded to be very familiar with me. And, and not in the sexual sense, although that was a possibility. Betty uh, Dodson, of course, for those of you who don't know, is the godmother of masturbation. Right. A wonderful teacher and powerful woman. And, um, and the author of Sex for One. And many other books. And so we proceeded to have a wonderful time at this party until it was bedtime, and then we all went to our respective corners. And... I saw her the next morning coming out of an elevator, and she approached me rather sheepishly, saying, do you remember when I sat on your lap last night like I knew you? And I said, yes. She said, well, I thought I did. I thought you were somebody else. (laughs) And she said, do you mind? Because I really liked you. Can we be friends anyway? And I said, lady, you picked the right lap, because I think (laughs) you're one of the heroes of the 20th century. Absolutely. Well, and I think now with your memoirs, you are too. I mean, I don't think any porn star writes about themselves with such uh, perception, you know. I mean, there have been some porn star memories out, mem- memoirs out, and there continue to be. It's, it's a popular genre. Why not? But, you know, there's, there's nothing quite like this. It's, it's packed with all different... Ang- you even have talks with God. Well, God and I talk from time to time. Yeah. Not often, but we do communicate. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and you come from this very Hamish Jewish family, speaking of God. Kenora. Right. That's why I wore my, you know. Your Hasidic hat. My Hasidic hat. Hello, also, dear. Cold. Hello, beautiful. <laughs> uh, and did you have a happy Hanukkah? I made the yeah. latkes and everything. Yeah. So... Back and forth between this very homey home and this attempt to live this wild life that often succeeded. I mean, in Playgirl, uh, star of several porn movies. A hundred. A hundred. A hundred. Well, you're not the star of all of them, are you? Well, porn stars are it's a loose term. Yeah. You know, if you're very. in there, if you're in there, stuff and you call then who calls himself a porn character actor? Everybody's a porn star if you're in porn. I guess so. You know, some people, there's now so many. Some are starting to call themselves porn performers or porn artists and porn Well, there's not so much. They're not doing stories so much anymore. So some people call them porn acrobats because... It's It's funny because it started with loops. Yeah. I mean, who knows when porn started? Probably with the the first sculpture. Cave drawings. 
Yeah, well, the drawings and the sculpture of the Venus of Willendorf with the big boobs, and she was a, a porn uh, depiction. Yes. You know, and yet, I mean, in, in terms of movies, the loops, uh, and you were in a few loops, uh, and yeah. then, of course, into the big pictures, and now these little pieces are kind of like loops. Yeah, it's a return to just sex scenes. Just as sex opposed, scenes. As opposed to scenarios, mm. more than uh, stories. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember there was a time after we'd made movies for several years when there was an amateur porn phenomenon. And that was gripping because what you had in the amateur porn were just regular people having sex because they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And when you compare that to scenes of people like myself and Joey Silvera and the other regulars who were already bored. So we were all working with each other over and over and over and over again. And it was like sex by the numbers. You do position one, two, three, four, and you come and you're done. Um, and here are these amateurs just screaming wild. And that was much more exciting than what we were doing in terms of being genuine uh, as opposed to just being workmanlike. Uh, so that became the next phase. And, um, and now everything is amateur. I mean, there's a lot of amateur out there. There's just tons and tons. And well, people put themselves out. I mean, in a way... Facebook is, you know, PG porn. I yeah, think. yeah. In the end, I think we have to accept the fact that what porn is is a masturbatory aid. So whatever helps us get aroused is what's happening. Right. So some people are masturbating to Facebook. Yeah. You know. I, I what drives me crazy is I watch Showtime a lot, and on Showtime we see this R-rated sexuality, where nobody's really fucking. They just act like they're fucking. And it's so bad. It mm -hmm. makes me so angry because what we see is people faking sex as opposed to really having sex. Because any real genuine sex, when it's happening, it's a magnet. It draws our attention. It arouses us. We wake up and go look in that corner of the room. If it's happening in the corner of the room, it draws our attention. And we see all this sex that's R-rated on television, and it's not really sex. And it's phony, and it really makes me mad because it's just so... It's impossible to get aroused by it because it's not. There's nothing genuine about it. So I just. Well, really, you're a sensitive guy. I Obviously, want, I some want people get aroused by it. By phony shit? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you gotta be, I, I you mean, gotta there's be a lot of a lot twelve of, years old or something. A lot of people that are aroused by by all kinds of things. That's by phony true. stuff. By artificial all this right, and that. All right. All right. Uh, it's my it's my special rant. You are. You're you're very sensitive. I'm so you're fucking sensitive. I'm so sensitive. <laughs> like, I'm I can't stop looking at your sensitive breasts there from over go. here on the other side of the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're real too. Although mm. they're helped by a bridge. And speaking of bridges, uh, a suspension device. I you, you see that I I have the Brooklyn Bridge back here for your New York friends. Hello there. Hello there. Yes. Well, you're not from New York. You're from Pittsburgh. I know. But New York is where you went when you, were, when you grew up in Pittsburgh, yes. when you wanted to feel like you were actually somebody. That was the big city. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Say bars. So, uh, so we're going to watch a little piece of uh, a Candida Royale's Central Escape with uh, Richard Pacheco. Mm, I love that guy. Love that guy. Can he act? Oi. With Nina Hartley. But I want to know now. First, is is are we hearing the sound? Because I don't hear it on my headphones. Okay, okay now I hear the sound. And here's a con. Mm. I cried you king for a day. <laughs> this is how Charlemagne did it. Yes, yes, they did. Mm. 
This is our first sexual encounter. But you met before. We've been dating. This yeah. is the night we, we do the deed for the first time. Oh. And what's, uh, what's of interest in this movie is that all through the dinner in the restaurant, we've been listening to the inner dialogue in each of the person's minds. Ooh. Yes, you've been doing what? We've been listening to the inner dialogue that each is experiencing in the privacy of their own minds. So they're oh. talking to each other, but then we hear what they're really thinking as they go about approaching this moment when they are joined together as man and woman. When you can make the two one, when you make the outer as the inner and the inner as the outer, then you shall know God. Mm. And Nina's one of your favorite partners. She's my little sister. She was just starting out when I was just finishing Incest up. is best, huh? She's the one, I, I said this earlier, she's the one that called me. There's the, that the ass. Thing. Yeah, that is a great ass. That, that is, is an award-winning Possibly ad. the eighth wonder of the world. And there I am having lunch. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll have the rump roast. Oh, yes, ma'am. Mm. Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's a challenge to make lust respectable. We're so embarrassed and un inescapably drawn to our animal selves, and yet humiliated by it at the same time we're aroused by it and it's the great conflict of being in a body and uh, living in this world how do we accept that part of ourselves and yet um, treat each other well at the same time it is a it is a challenge it's a challenge to accept our selfish desires and experience you know fairness and and that it is true not just in sex but in all kinds of aspects of life. Yes. You know, whether it's going to be about me or is it going to be about the one I love <coughs> or the ones I love. And sex is just a, a particularly, um, well, it's a, it's a touchy area in more <laughs> ways than one. Well said. Yeah. yeah. So, so you really have had to deal with that in a, in a very interesting way that I think uh, someone else who's here tonight is an expert in swinging. And I don't know if you'd call yourself a swinger. Not really. One doesn't swing by oneself. I mean, that, that to me is a couple sport. And most people who indulge in it are couples because if you're a solo, you're, you're not generally welcome in that universe. But when you were, uh, when you first got married, and I want to say he, he got married in the nude, part of the marriage yeah. was in the nude. That oh, yeah. was great. And had a bu bucket of water dumped over yeah. you and your wife. Yeah. And sometimes you would have sex with other people and she would have sex with other people. Yes. Right. But very rarely together. Right. We didn't swing. We didn't. Well, okay. There so were that's a couple swinging. of, we, we had a couple of scenes where we discovered that's really not what's happening. We weren't comfortable there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but you did have to sort of have what, the, what they call now, the polyamorous people call this compersion. Have you heard that Compersion? Term? No. Well, this uh, compersion is, is a feeling of pleasure that you're supposed to get, <laughs> well, like you get it when your children do well, so you get it when your spouse does well, and you might get it even when they're having an orgasm, just a feeling of pleasure that the one you love is experiencing pleasure or doing well. That's called compersion. Okay, I understand the concept. Theoretically, that worked for me, 
the first time I tried it, I had a man I was very much in love with, a brother kind of man who wasn't my brother. And I invited him in to bed with my girlfriend and I because I loved him. And I, he didn't have a girl that night. And I, we were together. And I, well, why not? And the three of us got in bed together. And neither one of us could get hard. Mm. And uh, we weren't about to face each other and do something together. That was not what we were near, near brave enough to attempt even thinking of that at that age. Um, but we both communicated through her, and nothing happened. And we both had serious panic and confusion. And my girlfriend at the time just sort of took over and said to him, you have to go now. And then he left, and then we had sex, and she made sure that I could function again, and uh, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the time when I thought I would feel the compersion you're speaking of. I would be happy to share my bounty with my brother, and I wasn't able to do it. It was just a, not a pleasant drive. Mm. And the times I've stumbled upon watching my wife to be and my girlfriend at the time that became my wife with another man, I didn't want to watch that at all. So you only kind of allowed it so that you could do it. And I figured. Some. If I wanted to fuck around, and Lord knows I did, I wanted a brown one and a yellow one and a tall one and a short one and a gymnast and this. I didn't want to miss anything sexually. Well, you didn't miss anything. And uh, you didn't miss marriage and children either. And I had to give that to her. If I was going to indulge in that, then she had the right to have all that too. And, yeah. But being living up to that was a challenge because I got as jealous and crazy as she did when mm. I was with somebody else. And we had to negotiate that for Many, many, many years, and we did. And they're all in the book these years. I mean, it's amazing, and it's fascinating how you balance out these demands of marriage and jealousy and not a lot of compersion. I mean, yeah, no, you know, uh, Howie is not a, a polyamorous, but Richard is a porn star, and it's just amazing to see this balance of porn and marriage and uh, it's a great read, especially good if anybody's interested in the porn industry and how it works in a real-life marriage, you know. Uh, but even if you're not interested, if, you know, you just want a funny book, it's a funny book. Um, so I, I have a couple of other guests here. Uh, that doesn't mean you should leave, um, but I, I should bring my other guests on. What, oh, you want me to give him Lossie Braun's book? Okay. What? Well, I have Lassie Braun's book. You know, you know who Lassie Braun is? I, I mean, yeah. w- are we going to get into that now, no, Lassie Braun? I just want to give it to oh, him. Oh, okay. Well, there's... It and we should give him my book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although he got Actually, a copy of my book. This was translated from Italian uh, by monks who fucked it all up. <laughs> but it's a great story. I thought you should have a, a copy of it. I'm honored and I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you. This is Lady Caligula by Lassie Braun. Lasse Braun, who is actually maybe, uh, he, who was, uh, you know, the, the father of porn in Europe. Uh, he went from loops. He was like the Gerard he was Demiano a, he was a in, of Europe. Who used to smuggle uh, porn into mm-hmm. different countries. Did he direct or produce Dracula Sucks or one of the Dracula movies? No, I don't think. I th- maybe his mm. son did. Uh, <laughs> you mean uh, a porn oh, Dracula? Yeah. The one that starred w- Jamie Gillison and Ned Haven. Oh, no. Oh, could way be. Back. Could I be. I mean, Lassie Braun did Sensations and French Blue and uh, something called Penetration. Okay. And he was in the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, but, 
Yeah, it was kind of around the same time, I think, yeah. in the well, late 70s. If you have the time, I'll tell you a brief story about limits and finding out what yours are. Uh-huh. I auditioned for this Dracula movie, and I was like nobody early in my career. I, I got to make sure, though, before you start in the story, do we, have, um, uh, do we have Amber and yes. Patrick on their way? Yeah. On, on their right way over yeah. here. And by the way, just in case you don't know who Lassie Braun is, he's the father of Axel Braun. <laughs> okay. So I'm auditioning for this movie, and uh, the director is Eastern European, and he's speaking with a very heavy accent, and mm. he says to me, I want you to read for the part of Dracula, and I read for Dracula, and I'm doing my best Bela Lugosi imitation. And he says, very good, very good. Now, I think Jamie is going to play Dracula. So I want you to read for the monster. And now I'm doing Boris Karloff. Friend, friend. And he says, good, good. I'm going to cast you as the monster. And uh, we're going to shoot New Orleans and New York, and you'll get lots of money. You'll be good, be great. And I'm just delighted. This is a big step up for me. I'm going to work with Jamie Kellison and Nethaven. I'm going to be in the business. I'm going to be... It's going to be good. It's going to be great. And he says, just one thing. When you die, the heroine is going to sit on your face and she's going to pee. And it's going to short circuit your electrodes in your throat and you will be electrocuted. Isn't that great? And I said, what? <laughs> this is in the book. I read this. But it was only peeing, not shit in your face. Just peeing on just my peeing face. Just peeing on my face. Just peeing. Just pee on your face. Well, some people are into that. I Golden know that. Showers. He had the wrong Not line. you. It not was you. Not, no, 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 no. It ain't me, babe. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No, no. It was Bob Dylan singing. It ain't me, babe. No. How about female ejaculation? Uh, okay? I'll suck it all day, my dear. That would be okay. All you didn't day. know to ask if she could do that instead. Uh, no, well, it, I didn't, it wasn't offered. It wasn't on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> it was just straight, straight pee in uh, the face. Susie, Dr. Yeah. Susie, are there guests are here? All if you right. want to bring them in? Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Howie. Stay, yeah, uh, Howie, well, stay, Howie, actually. You can stay. Maybe Howie can take the yeah, free gonna, mic and we can sit there. We'll get them all set up. Let's get them Go, all set up. You want to take off your coat? It's nice and warm in there. We love you, All right, you're Howie. listening to Radio Susie 1 on the World Wide Web. Worldwide revolution and evolution from our house. Thank you for having us, and we'll be right back. Okay, so we're going to get situated, uh, and this is Amber Chase in a beautiful little Asian getup, and Heidi Braids. So come a little closer to the mic and give her a microphone. I mean, give her headphones, please. And Patrick J. Knight. And uh, the theme is porn and marriage. And these are newlyweds, newlywed artists who are in porn. Uh, and not <laughs> your typical porn. Not that porn is typical these days. It's all, there's all different types. Although we're going to see a little more of them very soon. So do we have a headset for, uh, for Patrick? We're getting it. We're getting that? Yeah, okay. we're getting it. So here you go. It's a bit loud coming Welcome down. back to Radio Susie 1 and Dr. Susie TV, Amber. Good to see you. Good to see you. You look Love beautiful. Oh my God! Oh my God! Mm, it's hot, it's cold, so now I have to stay warm in this thing. But I'm also wearing these uh, these arm things like you've got. And we I, both have them. I like them. I'm yes, going to see I if I can show them off for a bit here. See, mine are are really for um, 
for legs, I think. I don't know what they're. I, I mean, maybe they could be for arms. Let's move her this arms. way. Come on yeah, over have here. Her, have her move closer. Come over here. Right. Closer, yeah. Okay. Nobody's close to me. Okay. Um, there you go. Okay. So yours wrap around the yeah, back. Wow. Oh, that's really cool. You have to talk right into your microphone. You'll find you can hear it better. Okay. And maybe somebody can adjust it for her. We're doing it. We're doing okay. it. Okay. We're on it. Okay. All right. Patrick, hey, welcome back, you guys. Whoa. So Patrick <laughs> and Amber are from Oregon, and uh, you know they didn't used to make porn in Oregon, but. You know, it's it's spread out these days. Oh yeah, there's there's quite a bit of fetish that's shot up there. Right. Actually. Absolutely. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's true. Everywhere. You know, there are people. Okay. There you go. Bedrooms all over the country. But Amber is, uh, you know, like a lot of uh, interesting people that are in the world of erotica. Uh, also, other things. She's an yeah. artist. She's an anthropology student and an anthropologist. And uh, and you have your own site, and uh, and now you're a married woman. Yes, yes, I am. And Patrick is. That one's uh, the most work. I'm a lot to handle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're a lot baby. to handle. I yeah. bet. <laughs> That's why I got this whip. Uh huh. Oh, who oh handles no. who? It's it's my whip actually, <laughs> but uh, she enjoys taking it from me. Yes, so. even though you're next to each other, you have to ignore each other and just talk into the microphones. Okay, okay. all right. So you have uh, you you even take this so far in, in order to win the battle of the sexes that you've made your own implements. Is that right? That's right. Patrick, that's right. So you can have the upper hand. Uh, oh. Yeah, I I enjoy. Uh, oh, thank you. Get some headphones on here. Yes, I uh, I enjoy uh, woodworking, and uh, I've decided to take that into the adult world with me mm -hmm. and create quality quality BDSM uh, products uh, such as this paddle here. That is quite a paddle. It's, it's very hard, it's and it's kind of reminiscent of a club, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. You know, talk about a wife beater. Jesus. No, no, <laughs> it's no, a spanker. It's, it's actually very smooth. If you feel that, mm. it's a South oh, American hardwood. It is hardwood. very smooth. It's beautiful. And what do you call it? A ruler? It, it's the Roman ruler. Roman ruler. Because of its uh, gladius style handle. There. Well, hopefully, it's more honest than uh, than the than <laughs> than the previous. Than it. Yeah. What's yeah. his mm -hmm. name? Max. Help me out here. Max Not, I was thinking Bertolucci, but that's the director. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. I'm not uh, sure. Julius Caesar. Yeah. yeah. All of those. I just know that it's not one that will uh, break easily. Uh, you know, when you go into the novelty shops or the adult stores and you see the products that you can get, you know, one, they're all made in China. They're all pretty standard. There's no art or craft. And I really feel like people that get serious into their um, sexual exploration and, you know, go, go beyond vanilla want quality and want substance and, and there's and there's a ton of uh products that you know uh, granted there's a lot of uh, us performers that want to make a name for ourselves and in different aspects other just than the film they want to attach their names to a good product and unfortunately that doesn't happen a lot of the time they get their product uh, it's a cheap product with a good name and it doesn't end up being a good match so where can people buy these well, right now they're a uh, limited batch. I'm actually in talks right now with uh, Kink, 
uh, the armory oh. up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I might be just making them for them. Yeah. Do you do uh, performing for Kink? I do the Kink Live we both do, doming, actually. and um, I hope to continue my business relationship with them. They're they're a really great outfit, and I've been enjoying taking charge of their audience. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And what are your specialties with Kink? My specialties with Kink, um, I have very very versed in mind fuckery I have the mind fuckery mind fuckery <laughs> it's um exploiting those secret weaknesses that they have that they just can't tell their girlfriend mm. they can tell me i thought i do that as a therapist yeah. right but you know a, a lot of people are are therapists these days yes. you know <laughs> so um so you're also an artist i am and i have a gift for the gallery let me see let's let's like um show this on our webcam here yes yes this is a beautiful piece an odalisque yes grand odalisque this camera here okay oh, can i this way i'm dyslexic ow oh. there we go perfect there it is. So this is Portland Series 1, the Grand Odalisque. Anybody that has been to Portland um, can see a lot of the common features. we got Mount Hood, Burnside Bridge, and uh, the Bancor building. But it really features how sex-positive Portland is. And um, it's art imitating life, imitating art. It's when I was just getting into the industry. I started this in 2007, and I thought, what a better home than... Your new speakeasy art gallery. Yes, we're going to be building it right here in the new Bonoboville. Mm-hmm. And we're going to feature this. It looks wonderful, too. It looks yeah. really wonderful here. There's a lot of room for what you guys have in store for the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's just beautiful. We're so honored. And I have, um, I meant to bring it, but it's still back at where we're staying. I have an 8 by 10 to put up next to it, so I'll just have to mail it to you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. And yeah. we have a clip we want to show you. Oh, yeah. Of I'm your most recent visit <laughs> to <laughs> Bonoboville. Oh, yeah. When we were in our other place, this was at our Cacophony show with the Cacophony Society. And so uh, this is actually the after party. You were on the show, <laughs> but in the after party, you kind of went Bonobos. We did. <laughs> oh, where are we? Are we here? What happened, what happened to the, to the video? video? That's a good question. Every oh, there year. it is. There it is. Here, we, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here's. Actually, you were fiancés then. Yeah, because you just got married in August. This, this was later. This was, this in was earlier. Yeah, I mean. June. This was in June. Yeah. Look at that. She has such a beautiful body. Oh yeah. Thank you, baby. So limber. Mm. You look yes. like it. It tastes good. Sweet, too. sweet little back dimples. You wear the pigtails that night. <laughs> yes. yes. Now you got these tight little braids. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. Mm. So many good so times. <laughs> <laughs> See, if we had had this there, it would have, uh, <laughs> would have fended off the cameras and oh. taken, taken you somewhere dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
we got the paparazzi treatment. You see all the flashes? While well, I yeah. I mean, it was pretty naughty. exciting. Oh, here, speaking of spanking. Someone else was spanking that night. Who else was there? So other people, people were doing stuff. So, you know, this, this is just, yeah. we, we didn't barely edit this. We just took video footage from the after party. And, uh, oh, She's that's uh, Liliana. Right, yeah. and Selena. Liliana and Selena. Selena's one of our therapists. There's a lot of people there that night. There was a lot of people there that night. Some ass spanking. And of course, the great Cacophony Society, also from the Bay Area, where our other guest, Howie Gordon, is from. Uh, porn and marriage is the theme tonight. And here is married couple, Amber Chase and Patrick J. Knight, before you were married. Mm -hmm. Getting naughty. Well, it was such a sexy show, we couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't just hit the highway before yeah, no, we. But nobody really did the Joa shots that night, so like, we were like, uh, there needed to be some fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, as I recall, that show was not a lot of sex during the show because yeah. we had on these authors. You know how these authors can be. Yeah. Right, right. John Law, <laughs> yeah, who uh, took me up to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, yes. Those are some wonderful pictures. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Come on, get up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and you're squirting it there. Mm. All over my little titties. Oh, yeah. So hot. Except where's my camera? She, she, <laughs> she got a, a load very similar to that uh, last night all over her feet. Yes. Oh, but we're going to see that load just in, in just a moment. The, the precious DNA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Here it is. Yeah. There's all those little Patrick Knights floating around, <laughs> looking for the egg, but you're not gonna find it that way. No. <laughs> mm, tasty. So wow. much come, you come so much a huge come. amount. Is that a typical thing? Yeah. What's your secret? Is it just uh, DNA? You know, there is some th the little secrets I will give out to the world. There, uh, one of them is oatmeal. Oatmeal. I, believe it or not, oatmeal is a wonderful uh, volume builder. You find you have more volume when you eat oatmeal. Uh, it's it's, it's got to be something in the amino acids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's very good for you, good for the body, the oats. Well, flax. how about just amino acids? You know, <laughs> you know I, I like to get my vitamins Naturally, straight, from the, yeah. Yeah, from, straight from uh, the source. Uh-huh, yeah. okay. Yeah. A lot of eggs. But uh, the maca, maca root. Maca root. A Peruvian root for over a thousand years that they've been imbibing in their different foods. It is, uh, it's an incredible... Uh, vascular dilator as well as a, uh, a cardio uh, function and uh, thyroid function promoter. But to it's be amazing. fair, you come a lot whether you take that or not. Yeah, that's that's true. I just I come a lot he if, I'm, if I take lot. some maca root. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> is sex before marriage any different than sex after marriage? Absolutely. Yeah? How? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. It's more unbound. Unbound mm -hmm. after well, marriage. And bound. Yeah. And bound, more yeah. unbound and bound. Just uh, uh, there, the there's, there's something very liberating about knowing you're like, okay, we've we've not only signed into a partnership here, but we have signed into a partnership of deviancy in the bedroom. Like we have to be able to open doors for each other, and uh, to be able to almost anticipate what your partner is wanting next in the mm. bedroom is uh, is a different kind of challenge. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. now her specialty is mind fuckery. Well, that's one. That's m- one. Does she fuck stuff. with your mind, Patrick? Constantly. <laughs> she'll be How can- do you she'll combat? Be How do you deal with that? Or do you like that? I, I, I make her get off cam sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wander in to get my phone off of the nightstand, and she'll be in the middle of working. And uh, Now, I hear your voices, you guys. Are, are you guys on the tape? This is my excellent crew from <laughs> uh, Radio Suzy One. Mar is our cinematographer. Mar's FX. So that's the voice that you hear there. All right. I think they yeah, shut I themselves think, yeah, off. I think there we go. They're yeah. exhibitionists, my tech crew. So it's okay. More than the merry. Live, yeah. live yeah. and that's important. Yeah, yeah we're this is our new place, authentic. you know. I mean, you I were at our old place, and that was downtown. We're now in West L.A. Of course, it's freezing. You happen to be here during the cold It is so cold. I can't even believe it. I don't even have enough clothes to wear No, because you thought you were coming to Southern California. Yeah. It would be nice. You can go surfing or something. Usually, I've come down here and... He wants to play with your breasts. Your shirt has a hole in it. Yeah, Uh, just about the size of my hand. You see this, Susie? Oh wow! Look at that. Nipply, I am for this cold. Yes. But yeah, usually I come down here and it's December and it's irritating because it's almost Christmas and and I am sweating like crazy. Uh, but no, not this time. No. It's fucking cold here. What does that do to your nipples? It makes them really pointy. But this is impossible to see get to. See, this is where, see, she has the mind fuckery, but I oh, like to take it from Oh, the mind fuckery, her. right. I like to take it from you her. You can always go up from the bottom. It's true. <laughs> Does the camera go down that low? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> well, I mean. Oh, look at that. That's th- not fair. Look at that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it can move all around. Yeah, and the camera is showing the top. Pointy nipples. Right, oh. very pointy, uh-huh. Yeah, that's. Very nice, and mm-hmm. of course pierced. Yes, mm-hmm. tiny oh, little. Oh, they're piercing. wonderfully sensitive. Mm-hmm. Tiny little piercing, pointy little. Nipples. So porn and marriage is porn a part of your marriage? Yeah, we uh, film ourselves. And do you ha- do you have sex with other people or just each other at this point? Um, oh, mainly just for work. Uh, as far as other people, that's uh, that's a little more private. Uh, people are always asking us, you know, who's who's the master, who's the slave, who's in charge, who's not. And yeah, it's really just kind of, it's more of just a, a wonderful back and forth between the two of us that, you know, we know that we're both very much into the spice and variety, but it's one of those things that we're just kind of, we're caught on each other right now. Yeah. You're caught, well, you're so in love, but do, do have you ever watched the other person with someone else? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And how do you <laughs> feel when you do that? I mean, Howie was talking about how, you know, he feels jealous. He doesn't even watch, really, if his uh, wife is with someone. And now she's not. They're monogamous now, but they used to have different partners. I, I will say this. It is, uh, it is a turn-on, knowing that my partner is uh, able to, to go out and try different things. Uh, it is, is a challenge to be on a set and not be involved. Uh, it is one of those things where uh, I feel like I have so much come to give that I need to give it all the time and especially if she's in the same room why am I not in the same room you know it's it's one of those things that is a little challenging but we're both professionals and uh, I can sit there and smoke and joke and have a good time and it not bother me because I know that Mm. I love her 
Uh-huh. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens at work because we're actors and actresses. And we mm. we do this for entertainment value. But uh, just because uh, we do it doesn't mean we're always So you draw the line that you it, only, you know? you'll only do stuff with other people when it's on a professional basis. Well, no, I I'm not yeah. saying No, you also have friends, friends with we're benefits. We're pretty new. You know, we haven't been together forever. Yeah, much, it so. is more like if it is more of a friend thing. Like yeah. it would be more of a personal involved yeah. relationship as opposed to just going out on a whim somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, have you like ever seen him with another woman? Oh, since we've been together, no, not no. yet. That would be yeah. some mind fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to tune in <laughs> if you ever do. But right now, you guys, when did you meet? Two thousand and nine. Mm. Yeah. It's been yeah. it's been a while. Thank you, Twitter. Four years. Thank you, Twitter. Yeah, you met through Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Twitter is uh, well she industry. Was, she was seeking out yeah. young hard cock for her website. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, she yeah. found it for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I, I I definitely saw her out too. So you <laughs> met. You were looking for a guy to have sex with on your website. Yeah. When I come down to California. And you got. And I was a living husband. here. I was living here industry. Yeah. And well, and then um, you know, our lives went different ways. I I didn't think that we would end up together. Neither oh did my I, God, I at all. We fought with it. somebody <laughs> else. And in fact, okay, porn and marriage. We okay. I do have a topic. Yeah. For that is that, as a performer, my former partner, um, he was really into the idea of being with a porn star and. I am like I get off on exhibitionism. I is a big part of why I do this. It's not just the big dicks. You are as someone <laughs> who has is a little fetish for exhibitionism. Yes, yes. I get off on it. We, and we like the audience. But my former partner, he just couldn't differentiate Amber Chase from uh, my real her real yeah. name. We won't give out. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't separate the reality. Yeah, couldn't yeah. separate well, the fiction from the reality. That's important. That's ideas important. And to yeah. be on the same path. Do you yeah. think you guys are going to have kids one day? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> so crazy. Well, Howie know. shows that it can be done, although, you know, it's a little tough. Yeah. It's a little tough yeah. to balance all that. It is. Yeah. Uh, now, you, w- you said you wanted to talk about uh, the, the terms of service Oh, yeah. How and uh, a lot of these sites. Um, I am in such a predicament right now. Porn I have a hard time. You know, <laughs> some of the things that I tweet are, are already automated, like m- my Tumblr pictures. I send one out, and, it, and each one is all set up for like a week ahead. And they all have go to my website. Well, PayPal saw that I had a profile on. AB bids that where I sold my panties or this or that autographed DVDs, and they assume that because I have that profile, I'm using my business PayPal profile as um, to do illicit things. And in fact, they kind of insinuated I must be like escorting or something because of getting these transactions. So did they shut down your? They PayPal shut account? down my PayPal account. Aww, so not only can honey. I not receive payments. For very legitimate products, uh, but also I cannot make payments that go through PayPal, yeah, which means my website shut down. But they were already getting sick of 
me as a client because they told me a couple of months ago about how well we just took on you as a favor to the previous owners. We're not real. All our, all our other clients are non-adult, and. I and don't know. I think PayPal is is owned by the Mormon Church or something. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. So I They're, need a yeah. They 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 are very conservative. Yeah. I've I've had some issues with them too, and I'm you yeah. Know. So I'm locked out, and they don't they don't. They're like this decision is final. So there we're, is so we're a lot of prejudice against people involved in sexuality, and it's not just in PayPal. It's Google. No. It's Facebook for sure. Facebook. And now Google is connecting to everything, and it's terrifying. Like if I lose my YouTube, what's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <Aww. laughs> yeah. Well, you won't it lose is. Twitter. No, Twitter's no. been good. Twitter Twitter's has been, been good. good. I've been on there since two thousand and nine. Yeah. I love Twitter. Where are my assistants? I don't see anybody out there at except at my Amber photographer Chase and Patrick Triple. X. Patrick Triple X. Okay. Yes, uh, there was some uh, confusion get, get with that last time. It was my my the fault. other guests, uh, you know, in here, and uh, and maybe if Howie wants to come back to, um, you know, we're we've only got about um, they were eighteen more minutes. Time. Or oh, she's such a blast. Huh? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, you guys, what what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just about to um, start this fitness series. It's non-adult. Some of it will be adult, but, you know, um, mostly non-adult fitness series in this cosplay that is based off of Tomb Raider. Cosplay. Yeah, so mm. dress up like... That's um, grown up, huh? Yeah. My, co my character cosplay is uh, codename Raider Girl. And we have a libertarian storyline that we put behind <laughs> all these adventures. But um, as we've been shooting the footage, we um, oh we had some disasters. Our house got contaminated with asbestos and lead, and we lost like everything. So half of the gear and yeah, wardrobes the, for all the characters all the are gone. Equipment. Life. Uh, and so we took that tragedy and made it into opportunity to gear up better and then launch at like a comic con or something yeah, like that. yeah. and your anthropology what's going um, on um well there? i'm putting that in my back pocket and i do um some freelancing with various organizations in the straight world but very limited i'm so busy with all these art and adult themed Art projects and porn and marriage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and it, it, taking up rock climbing and longboarding and yeah. all kinds of stuff there's a sense of adventure that was missing and uh we've Here definitely we started to find it over the last year in particular yeah. well you guys look so very much in love can you <laughs> give us a kiss i mean Ooh, to each yes. other yeah pretty kiss oh that's beautiful mm-hmm mm Porn and marriage, porn and <laughs> marriage. In this case, it goes together like a horse and cat. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. it's not always, but we, we hope the always. best for you guys. We're really excited about Thank this marriage. I don't know too. if you use condoms, but uh, condomania is <laughs> our sponsor, but maybe you oh can, cool. if you ever do something Condom with anybody condomania. else. Condomania. Yes. Where the condoms are lubed. Oh, they're Very all, nice. they have all kinds of condoms. Yeah, yes. yeah. I would like to play this. I know you asked earlier where uh, the BDSM gear will and the line will be displayed first. Uh, the private small stock order can be available through uh, Patrick Triple X uh, mm. on Twitter or Amber Chase. Yeah. Can uh, we just see a little demonstration of that? Before absolutely. I, I, mean I was on, hoping. Uh, you know, the actually, another theme of this show is hindsight uh, because that's uh, Howie Gordon's book. And... Uh, 
Amber Chase happens to have an excellent Heine. She does. Ooh. And I figured out uh, with this one in particular with the Roman ruler <laughs> that the sweet spot is right about mm. right here, right here. There's these nice little groove down the center, so there's a pocket. Okay. You know, so you get some air trapped in there and force the sting through the holes. There's there's a certain amount of craftsmanship that is lacking in these plain flat paddles with just right. simple wood well, burnings. Right. Well, keep this mic here to get the sound okay. of the paddle moving swiftly on Amber Chase's start off butt. I like, to, I like I like to start off uh, slight with this because it's so much weight that it really doesn't take a lot. Okay. You, tap, you see tap, that's tap. you see the little little swing off the tap tap tap. Yeah. Whoa. And yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh wow. So that's that yeah. packs a wallop that. Yeah. It's, it's All right. Yes. And says Patrick J. Knight and Amber Chase. Yeah. And thank you so much again for the artwork. Mm, Stick around. Enjoy. We've just got a few we're gonna have an after party, but <coughs> we, we wanna we wanna see you more. Um, but uh, yeah, Amber Chase and Patrick J. Knight. And now uh, come on in guys. David Bertolino and Wendy Richards. Oh, wait. I think I have a commercial coming up. Oh, my God. Yeah, but come in. Sit, get yourself situated. We're going to do this commercial. So don't come yet and don't go away. We'll be right back on DrSusie.tv. of religious sexual abuse? Hi. Has your sex life been hurt, warped, or excessively repressed by a strict religious anti-sex upbringing? Are you concerned that an unhealthy fundamentalist or orthodox environment is distorting or destroying your sexuality, your marriage, or your life in general? The Dr. Susan Block Institute specializes in treating victims of religious sexual abuse. For information about our telephone sex therapy services, call 1-866-207-7521 or 213-291-9497. That's 1-866-207-7521 or 213-291-9497. You won't go to hell for it, but you just might feel a lot better. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. And now, here she is, Dr. Susan Block. Mm. We are back here broadcasting live from the new Bonoboville on Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. And uh, I'm back with another guest who's been on the show before, my good buddy, David Bertolino. Hi, Dr. Susan. Welcome back. Thank you. Producer and writer, director of, uh, well, not director, but producer and writer of uh, the Deep Throat Sex Scandals. Perfect. And, uh, right, that's, that's not easy to get that one, the yes. Deep Throat Sex Scandals. Four words. We broadcast from there twice, yes. including at the Harry Reams Memorial. That's right. 
And uh, we had a lot of fun. It's an amazing play, fantastic play. Thank you. The only thing it was missing was Howie Gordon playing a judge. Hello. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. You know? And by the way, that you broadcast. Is his, that mi is his mic on? Yes. Folks? Yeah, okay. Yep. Talking to the mic. Uh, yeah, right? You right uh, were part of the only uh, memorial event for Harry. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad I could be. It was wonderful. Yeah. I'm glad nice I could tribute. Be, you know, and he needed a tribute. Yes. I mean, he was definitely a pioneer. Yeah. And uh, certainly an interesting enough guy to be the center of your play. Yes. You know, a freedom fighter, a little bit reluctant, but yeah. uh, didn't give up. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, didn't give up. I mean, it took its toll, you know, mm -hmm. and he had some PTSD from that battle. Yeah. But, uh, but he certainly battled for our rights. That's right. For Richard Pacheco's rights. Here, here. You know? Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, here's Wendy. You're not in porn, though. No. No, not in porn. You are a friend of, of David Bertolino's. Yes. How did you guys meet? At a swing club. <laughs> David's a swinger! Oh, my God. May, may I explain? <laughs> Does your wife know? Well, <laughs> I, I might be running for Congress or Senator someday, so I need to explain this. He did not inhale. I did not inhale. But actually, um, we, uh, at the Deep Throat Sex Scandal, sold blocks of tickets to various groups. And one of those groups was Club Joy. Oh, yes, and I know Club, Club Joy. Club Joy would come in every week, and all of their members would populate the audience, a portion of the audience. And so uh, John, the owner, would invite me every week. He'd say, please come. Let me give you a tour. Let me show you the place. And finally, when, uh, one of the last weeks that we were operating, Ron Jeremy was there. Who Ron was Jeremy's a, everywhere. He is everywhere. <laughs> I just he, saw him like, with Elton John. I, that's right, yes. Yeah, he's like Visa. He is everywhere. Hi, Ron. So Ronnie said, David, we're going. And I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm way out of my comfort zone here. This is not my thing. So he said, no, no, we're going. So we jumped in the car, and we followed John, and we went to Club Joy for the first time. And so uh, I said, I'm going to be here for five minutes. <laughs> well, five minutes lasted a little longer than five minutes. I got the grand tour, and I had the pleasure of meeting Wendy at the club. So you were there without your wife. Uh, I'm not married, so, yeah. I didn't know you weren't married. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know why I thought that. Okay, well, moving <laughs> right along. Are you married? No. So what is swinging when you're not married? Well, are you in a relationship? No. No, okay, you're a freelancer. Her story yeah. is, uh, I'll be honest, it, it's fascinating. In fact, I introduced her to Cindy Mackey, who's a popular um, uh, writer, uh, publicist and writer in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and she is following you know interviewed wendy and found her story interesting enough to start to do a play an off-broadway play mm -hmm. and oh. she's got a great story to tell and i'll let her Can tell you it tell it in a nutshell well yeah um actually it's the story of my life and how i got out of this horrible marriage and ended up meeting this man who was into the swinger lifestyle and started going with him and my life just became so amazing i started writing about it and so it's autobiography. Um, I, I wrote two books that are out right now. You can get them on Amazon or, or Barnes and Noble. Um, the first one is Swing Into My World. The second one is I've Got the World on a Swing. And then 
I um, did this little yes. etiquette book on the do's and don'ts of the, the swinger lifestyle. <laughs> where, where is the, okay. the do's and don'ts of the swinger lifestyle? Uh, because I feel that some of these guys are not respectful. They don't understand that no still means no. I don't care if I'm walking past you naked. That doesn't mean grab me. You know, I, I give know, guys permission. are such animals. They are. But so are women. I know. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? Sometimes I see women grab uh, at swing parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think the men mind as much, though. Uh, well, no. No, <laughs> that's the thing, is, is uh, men... I grab you know, everybody, but they don't seem see, to mind. See, you, you do. You're a grabber, too. So. I am. So you're guilty of your own don'ts. But anyway, uh, I, I, I do have do to them. read it. I haven't read it yet. have not read her do's and don'ts. Uh, because I was so busy with this huge book. Oh, that is this looks heavy? awesome. This is like the Bible of, of porn and marriage. But you guys are <laughs> married, so you don't have to worry about it. And you're not in porn either. No. But, um, but you are swingers. Or you're not a swinger. You're, or I maybe you're going to be a swinger now? No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm fascinated by Wendy's story. Right, but you're single. You're available. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, okay. He well. could but be. I'm I invite him I'm all the time. I'm, I'm here with the lovely... Amy. Oh, oh, Amy. okay, okay. Well, you know, there's all kinds of relationships these days. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, so we're very um, excited to, you know, get with you guys, and also we're going to be going to your convention. Yes. And yes. Howie's going to be there. The, uh -huh. ho the Hollywood Show, it's called. Mm -hmm. The Hollywood Show. Two okay. days of 80 celebrities. 80 celebrities or 80s celebrities? 80. 80, 80, 80 different yes. celebrities, uh -huh. some of whom are from the 80s. Yes. Right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Anybody else that uh, you want to name drop yet? Uh, I mean, Eric I know Roberts, there's a few uh, really a famous ones that well, haven't been confirmed. Uh, there's a, uh, a Porky's reunion, the original cast of Porky's. There's Porky's. a Power Rangers original cast. There's the MASH movie with Elliot Gould. Now, Gould. that I was a fan. I was going to say I wasn't a big this Porky's fan, not a, you know, but MASH... Mm -hmm. I love it. And Elliot Gould um, is just wonderful. To the, the nice thing about this show, Hot Lips you, can, you, can yeah. you can walk up to these folks and talk to them and ask them questions about the movie, about their mm. career, whatever. And guess who else is going to be there? I bet you're going to be there. Yeah, you talked Max into it. So, <laughs> Dr. Susan Block <laughs> is going to be in Hollywood. And you're amongst <laughs> some of your friends, Nina Hartley, Veronica Hart. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of heart. A lot of heart. Wendy. <laughs> and Ron Jeremy. Ron oh. Jeremy. And Ron Jeremy. Right. Yes. He was the first <laughs> guy I met in porn, actually. Really? Yeah. I met him through Dr. Tony Grant. I was writing her book, and she introduced me to Ron Jeremy. And, uh, you know, that was the beginning of the end <laughs> for me. Uh <laughs> Ginger Lynn is also Ginger be there. Lynn yeah, was sweet. my guest on my show. Of course, Ron was a guest like 12 times, as was Nina Hartley. And Ginger Lynn was only on once, and that time was during an LAPD raid. And uh, wow. I ended up suing them, and I won a nice settlement. Good. So yes, that's right. thank you, Ginger. <laughs> right. Wow. She yeah. Nicely anyway, done. can I get um, my other guests? Is that possible? Do I have my other guests still here? Some of them? Can we get them all in here for the last few minutes of the show as we say goodbye? Can we get... Yeah. I uh, think I'm not left. sure. Oh, did Howie leave? Yeah, they left. Yeah, Howie left. Did, did he had a ride. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, 
why don't you guys scoot over here and we can all say goodbye. Um, uh, what you, you, I was oh. thinking, yeah, you would get in, into this mic. Anyway, um, yeah, get, get over there. You can get over there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hello so again. Amber. Yes. Uh, so nice to have you back. I'm so glad to be back. Try to visit every time I'm in LA. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to do while you're here? What else? Oh, oh about that's to okay. head out, actually. <laughs> you head up to San Francisco. And maybe it'll be a little warmer. I don't know. It's so cold well, we're so here. We're so glad you came by. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's very cold here. But uh, it's going to warm up, and we're going to have our big studio soon. And uh, so much potential here. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Like we've got a garden. We're going to have a hot tub. All we're right. going to have all kinds of decadence Ooh. and hedonism. Yes. And beautiful things. And uh, I'll have to bring a special edition. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Wendy. Thank you, David. Thank, thank you, you. Uh, also to um, Howie Gordon, a.k.a. Richard Pacheco. Hindsight, True Love and Mischief in the Golden Age of Porn. Fascinating <laughs> reading. It's I really uh, another subtitle I think could be Porn and Marriage. What is this? <laughs> um, porn star fan. Can Dr. Susie send a kiss to porn star fan? And he also writes, Hello, Max. See, he knows what to uh, to say. He knows who to butter up. <laughs> <laughs> he says, can Dr. Susie send a kiss to porn star fan? Not only will I send you a kiss, porn star fan, <laughs> but I know porn star fan loves panties. <laughs> panties? Right? Panties. Yeah. His name is also Panty Boy. So. Panty Boy is uh -oh. getting yes. a special treat. Uh -oh. yes. Test, test. Panty Boy is getting a special treat. My Yale panties tonight. My, <laughs> I hear, my I hear. Yale uh, G-string. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> so, we love you, Panty Boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we actually have a collection of panties for Panty Boy. Oh. So, uh, so, yeah, so I think we, we have to pretty much go. Okay. So yeah. thank, thank you, you all for. Well, thanks uh, for having we us. We don't have to leave yet. No, <laughs> I, I'm just going to say Very goodbye close. to everybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, this has been an amazing show. I I, I think I, I I learned a lot about uh, porn and marriage, a little bit about swinging uh, and Hollywood, and um, and you know so much more to come here in Bonoboville. Now speaking of Bonobos. I want you to, uh, whether you're married or in porn or single or swinging, whatever you are, whoever you are, be tolerant. Um, make like bonobos, mm. not baboons. <laughs> make love, not war. That's right. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that <laughs> someone is you. I love you. <laughs> and you've been listening to Radio Susie One on the World Wide Web. You've been listening to Dr. Susie. And uh, from our house uh, to your house, thank you for having me. We'll talk what to you next week. Bye-bye. Mm. talk about with anyone else, you can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves. Yeah. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. 
We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web. 